0: Hello this is Supriti from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday the 13th of November. India recorded 11850 COVID-19 cases and over 500 linked deaths in the last 24 hours. The total COVID tally stands at over 3 crore 44 lakh while the death toll crossed 463000. So far, India has administered over 111 crore COVID-19 vaccinations, of which 58 lakh doses were given yesterday. The Union Health Ministry's Additional Secretary, Manohar Agnani, stated that the government's goal with door-to-door vaccination campaign is to vaccinate about 90% of the adults with the first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine by 30th November. Globally, COVID-19 has infected over 25 crore people so far, claiming the lives of over 50 lakh. The Guardian reported that British Prime Minister Boris Johnson had yesterday cautioned citizens about the surge in COVID-19 infections in several countries in Europe. He further stated that vulnerable groups must get booster doses to prevent an increase in the COVID-19 cases in the country. In Tamil Nadu, 19 districts are likely to receive heavy rains in the next 24 hours. As per a press release today by the Revenue and Disaster Management Department, these districts include Velour, Nilgiris, Coimbatore, Salem and Madurai. The district collector of Tiruvallur today announced that its schools and colleges will remain closed on account of the incessant rains that have lashed over Tamil Nadu since the beginning of November. Chief Minister M.K. Stalin had yesterday visited the two rain-battered districts of Chengalpattu and Kanchipuram, where schools have been shut today. In Chennai, heavy rains receded yesterday. However, residents are still bearing the brunt of water logging and power cuts in the city's residences and locality. Rain in the city stopped as the depression over the Bay of Bengal crossed the coast near Chennai on Thursday evening. Coastal Tamil Nadu, Andhra Pradesh and parts of Karnataka were battered by heavy to extremely heavy rainfall over the last four days due to a cyclonic storm that had turned into a deep depression in the Bay of Bengal. Listeners, usually when natural disasters such as these occur, the human faces at the centre are left unheard. Last year, Shekhar did a ground report on the Tamil Nadu rains that reflected the miseries of homeless people in the city. You can find the report on newslaundry.com, which is titled… This is all we can do. In rain hit Chennai, some homeless chose streets over shelters. In the report, last year spoke to people whose houses were relocated on account of floods, as well as the officials at the Tamil Nadu Urban Habitat Development Board and several others to present the ground reality of the rain-ravaged city. These are the kind of stories that News Laundry prioritises. We are able to report in great detail on issues such as these because we are a reader-supported news organisation. We are accountable only to you, our subscribers. So if you're not a subscriber already, head on to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscribe button at the top right-hand corner of the screen. Our lowest subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. According to Live Law, Chief Justice of India N.V. Ramana today commented on the deteriorating air quality level in Delhi. He reportedly said that the air pollution in Delhi has forced people to wear masks even at home. While hearing a petition on the increasing air pollution in the capital city, Ramana directed the centre to form an emergency plan to tackle the situation. He said, and I quote, Tell us how immediately we can reduce AQI by 200 points. If required, think of two days of lockdown or something. How will people live? Delhi remained shrouded in smog with the air quality index today morning being 473, which falls in the severe category. At the Supreme Court hearing today, the centre blamed stubble burning for the pollution in Delhi. According to NDTV, Solicitor General Tushar Mehta, representing the centre, said, and I quote, We are taking steps to stop stubble burning. But in the last five to six days, the kind of pollution we have seen is because of the stubble burning in Punjab. The state government needs to buckle up. Stubble burning is happening in farms. End quote. Baran Bench reported that in response to the center's blame on stubble burning for increase in the air pollution in Delhi, the Chief Justice reprimanded the center and asked what steps had been taken by them to control the emissions. Ramana said, and I quote, You're making it as if farmers are responsible for this. End quote. Furthermore, Justice Surya Kanth noted that it had become a fashion to bash the farmers. He even questioned the Solicitor General on the ban on firecrackers. Justice Kant asked, and I quote, there was a ban on firecrackers. What happened with that? End quote. The Supreme Court yesterday transferred the case of the death of a property dealer during a police raid at a hotel in Gorakhpur from Uttar Pradesh to Delhi, according to Live Law. The court's order was based on a petition filed by the deceased realtor Manish Gupta's wife, Minakshi Gupta, for a fair trial in the case. As per a report by NDTV, Minakshi Gupta's lawyer told the Supreme Court that influential people were involved in the case and thereby, for her safety, the trial must be transferred to the Central Bureau of Investigation Court in Delhi, the lawyer said, and I quote, This court is our only hope of justice, end quote. Solicitor General Tushar Mehta, representing the Uttar Pradesh government, informed the court that the CBI had taken over the investigation of the case. He further stated that the UP government had no objection with the case being transferred to Delhi. On September 28, Manish Gupta was at the Krishna Palace Hotel in Gorakhpur along with two other men, Harveer Singh and Pradeep Kumar. When five to seven police officers entered their room, the officers reportedly sought identity documents from them. When Gupta asked the police about the reason for the investigation, they allegedly started threatening him. Harveer Singh stated that he later saw Gupta, with blood all over his face, being dragged outside the room by the police officers. The police claimed that Gupta, who was drunk, died after he fell and injured himself in the hotel room. However, Minakshi Gupta alleged that he died after being assaulted by six police officers. All the police officers alleged to be involved in the case have been arrested. The Delhi High Court yesterday pulled up the Delhi police for filing first information reports against people who gave shelter to the attendees of the Tablighi Jamaat conference in their homes or mosques amid the COVID-19 lockdown last year. The Tablighi Jamaat congregation was held in Delhi in March 2020. According to live law, the Delhi High Court was listening to a petition filed by the people who had hosted the Tablighi Jamaat attendees seeking to quash the FIRs registered against them. According to Hindustan Times, Justice Mukta Gupta noted that the foreigners who came to India for the event stayed at homes and mosques and were unable to move elsewhere after the declaration of a countrywide lockdown. The judge further asked the Delhi police of the offence that the hosts had committed. Live law quoted Justice Gupta in the hearing of the case, and I quote, There was no question of changing the place at that time. Is there any bar on Madhya Pradesh residents to stay in Delhi in any mosque, temple or gurudwara they can stay wherever they want. Was there a notice that everybody will throw out whoever was staying with them? End quote. The petitioners in the case claimed that they were wrongly accused by the Delhi police in the FIRs filed against them. They further stated that the accusations against them were unwarranted, concerted and untenable in law. The Delhi High Court further directed the police to submit a detailed report on the matter. The court adjourned the case to December 6th. The Tablighi Jamaat congregation was blamed for the spread of coronavirus infections in the initial weeks of the first lockdown. The event subsequently became an excuse for the stigmatisation of Muslims. There were several cases filed against people who attended the congregation for disobeying the COVID-19 guidelines. The courts, however, quashed most of the FIRs, thereby acquitting most of the people in the case. China's foreign ministry in a statement today noted that senior Chinese diplomat Wang Yi had told the US Secretary of State Anthony Bilkin not to send wrong signals to Taiwan's pro-independence forces. They further discussed the virtual meeting that the Chinese President Xi Jinping and the US President Joe Biden are due to have on Tuesday. China's military had on Tuesday conducted a combat readiness patrol in the Taiwan Strait, after the Defence Ministry had condemned a visit by the US Congregational Delegation to Taiwan. Meanwhile, the Australian Defence Minister Peter Dutton today stated that it would be inconceivable for Australia to not join the United States if they decided to take action in defending Taiwan. Dutton, in an interview to an Australian newspaper, said, and I quote, China's been very clear about their intent to go into Taiwan and we need to make sure that there is a high level of preparedness. A greater sense of deterrence by our capability, and that is how I think we put our country in a position of strength. End quote. China has still not ruled out the notion of using force in order to bring Taiwan under its control. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform.